From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Alex from Supply Shift. Alex, it's very nice to have you on. Great to be here. I'm excited for today's discussion. Can you tell me a bit about yourself, who you are, as well as your company and what you guys are doing? Sure. So my name is Alex, and I'm a recovering academic, a little bit of a not standard tech CEO, accidental, let's say, tech CEO. My background is in climate science, and my co-founder and I, we started Supply Shift because we saw a gap in the market. And the market is helping companies figure out who is in their supply chain and what they're doing with respect to various aspects of responsible sourcing, figuring out carbon emissions in supply chains, figuring out deforestation issues, plastics, modern slavery, child labor, and generally making products that everybody buys and uses more sustainable and more responsible. So we have built a software platform that enables companies to collect data from their suppliers and then engage with them to drive improvement. So it's If I'm a big company and I want to say that our supply chain is really A plus and all that, I use your software to basically figure out accountability on all my suppliers part and they report into the software, like where all their stuff comes from and all that. Yeah. The tricky thing is that because this is a fairly new industry and a fairly new concept relative to other compliance things. Most suppliers fall somewhere on a spectrum of sustainability. Mm. Like very few that are that have checked all the boxes. And so it is a collaborative process. So it's not just about reporting. It is also about buyers being able to engage with suppliers to communicate with them via the platform and track those communications as to where they expect their suppliers to be and how they can get there. So many companies today are communicating to the market that we are going to be net zero by 2030. We are going to be, our packaging is gonna be deforestation free within the next five years. It's all companies are recognizing that they're not there today, but they're saying our goal is this and we are gonna get there. It is, Reporting is part of it, but it is only a small part of it because you do need to collaborate to drive improvement. Absolutely. Cool space to be in. So you mentioned that you're in academics and then you moved into this unexpectedly or you know, unconventionally, however you phrase it. So what's that story? How did you make that shift and get into this? My co-founder and I had a consulting firm. We met in grad school doing various aspects of environmental studies. And we started a consulting firm helping companies plan for carbon reductions and climate change mitigation. And then one of our customers, we identified that about 85% of their climate emissions are in their supply chain, which is not uncommon. Supply chains, that's where most of the carbon emissions are. And they asked us to find them a platform that will help them track carbon emissions in their supply chain and help improve 
and we looked around and we didn't see anything. And then we thought about it and we said, lots of companies are gonna need this. And so we, that's where the founding moment comes when you say the dumbest thing in the world, which is, can't be that hard. We'll just build it ourselves. Turns out that it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's harder than you think. Let's talk about that. As you build this company, what have some of those challenges been and what are maybe some of the tactics and strategies you've used to grow the company? I guess the biggest challenge is this being our first ride around the block. Had it not been our first ride around the block or had we had somebody on the team for whom it wasn't their first ride on the block, we would have avoided a lot of kind of very rookie things that now I now I get to help other founders and there are certain things that you just know when you've done it before that you don't need to look up and there are certain things that you just do that mm. when you're starting and you don't have those resources, you learn very painfully and through very through wasting a lot of time when if you just have a co-founder or somebody on the founding team that's done it before you wouldn't that's very uh, interesting what are those things if you don't mind me asking what's top of the list there's so many spend the money on a good contracts lawyer to set up your contracts up front if you're doing customized stuff every time you're going to be in pain massive pain down the road take the time to organize the back of house uh, it doesn't seem like it's material when it's just one or two things that you're doing, but if you don't set the right foundation, and yes, it seems silly to set up structures and systems up front, it helps a lot. Just from a governance perspective, especially if you're planning on taking on VC funding, have records of all of your meetings in one place written down so that down the road when you're doing your first round of due diligence you're not stuck trying to wade through emails trying to figure out when did we decide this one thing that is critical for corporate governance oh we were at a coffee shop and chatted about it but nobody so just like that little bit of housekeeping up front saves you especially if you're going the vc funded route saves you a lot of headache then. <laughs> Absolutely. How about from like a early customer acquisition standpoint, you find any strategies that worked well? Is it just creating a list and picking up the phone? For us, and I don't know how applicable this is for other industries. For us, it was a lot of, most of our early customer acquisition came through going to conferences and trade shows and really showing that we were the experts in the room. So it was very much a consultative sell. Still is in a lot of ways, but it was customers want a partner, not a vendor. And mm -hmm. they will engage with you more if you are seen as a partner, not a vendor. And so I think the key is that we are to this day seen as a expert partner in the room, even though we sell software, but we've baked in a lot of what we have done before into the software so that it's just automated and scalable. 
but all of our account executives, all of our business development directors, they are all also experts in the space. Absolutely. And I, I think it matters more when you're in a space that is developing and where customers are still unsure, what's the best approach? How do I solve this problem? Yeah, it's, an, it's like a new space and new market. So they're probably things that have been established. Do I need some software? Do I need some consultants? Do I need to hire a team internally? I imagine there's a lot of approaches taken. So let's talk about marketing, LinkedIn, contents, maybe even like your sales team, all that. So what does that look like for you guys? You do have content out on LinkedIn. You're running ads, all that stuff. Has that had a major role in what you're doing or... What's the story behind that? Yeah, I would say all sticking with the theme of experts in the room, commentary on trends, putting out thought pieces, going to conferences, speaking at conferences. We have we now host our own conference. Mm. We've had over 4,000 attendees. This one was virtual this past February. It was a month-long series of very focused webinars with other thought leaders outside of Supply Shift. Continue, continuing to be that thought partner for our customers, whether they are our current customers or they're going to be our customers, making sure that we are sharing best practices, making sure that we are helping them figure out their strategy and pointing out the things that they should really be focused on. Absolutely, I love that. What's one thing you wish you would have known when you first became a CEO that you know now? How important true finance leadership is. One of my advisors in several years ago said, you haven't seen finance until you've seen it and then you know what you didn't have. And I know that's very vague, but it's true. In having a seasoned startup CFO, and of course, you don't necessarily have a need for it up front when it's two or three people, but having seasoned finance leadership that has been in that role, ideally once or twice, changes the game. And don't ask Absolutely. me specifics because I will say exactly what my advisor said, which is you haven't seen it until you've seen it. And once you've seen it. Totally. So if you could go back in time and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would that be? Oh, there would be so many. <laughs> there would be so many if I could sit myself down. I think one of the big ones would be bring in folks sooner rather than later that have done it before because you need people that can help you scale and that have seen the next the next season of the show before absolutely and then as we're wrapping up what's one piece of advice to your industry as a whole so think all oh, your customers out there on the journey of what you guys are doing. I think the biggest thing is what companies are doing is hard. It is innovative. It is incredibly necessary. And at times it can seem frustrating because progress doesn't, progress takes time. And 
what I can say, having seen the second and third season of the show for many of your peers, is that it works and you get to achieve your goals. And some of the companies that have been on supply ship for a couple of years are showing incredible results. But it does take time because relationships take time. And in this case, this is about managing relationships with your suppliers. And just like any other relationship, it takes communication and it takes, and it takes collaboration because without communication and collaboration, no relationship can work. Absolutely. Alex, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for joining the recording today and sharing all your wisdom and insights. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.